0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to No Two Gays About It, the podcast that brings voice to the over 50 gay male. I'm Tom Burke. And I'm Michael Foley. And we are just a couple of gay men over 50, friends just hanging out, talking about things. And Michael, I actually have a question for you today.
1: Yes, Mrs. Ricardo. <laughs>
0: I'm so not Mrs. Ricardo. I'm I'm more. What was Mrs. Trumbull? I'm more of a Mrs. Trumbull. Oh, I would have said Ethel, but wow. (laughs) Okay, Um, all right. Here's a question because I have read some things that have lit a fire under me.
1: Mm -hmm. So, Michael,
0: do you think gay men over fifty, and that includes guys in their sixties and seventies and eighties, so do you think gay men over fifty? Can be in a real and lasting relationship. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought so too, but apparently we are wrong. I says, read, wait a minute, yeah, says okay, whom? I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, well, I'm not gonna say their name, the book they wrote, or the publication they work for because I am not giving them any credit or any PR. Two guys, well,
1: shouldn't you say, isn't
0: it? No, well, no. okay, all right, I got it. Two, I get what there are two. Gay male writers. One of them wrote this Gay relationships are based solely on physical attraction, and once youth starts to fade, we as gay men are unlikely to have any real or lasting relationship. I know. Keep your mouth open like that for another second. The other guy writes, for gay men over 50, basically, you're either married or you're single. There are no other types of relationships. And if you're married, it's not a real or happy relationship. Right?
1: Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, I am not kidding you. Okay, really? So they wrote this book together?
0: No, there was one guy who wrote a book, and then this the second guy had written an article about how hard it is for a gay man to have a real relationship over the age of 50. Okay, I just want
1: to say these are two obviously incredibly bitter gay men who live a very myopic life. It's Uh, shocking.
0: uh, Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, the fact that the one is saying that, well, there's only two types of relationships that you can have. Either you're married or you're single. And if you're married, it sucks. But... That's not even close to being true, right? I'm, I mean,
1: I, it, I, <laughs> I, 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 you took me out, you took me by surprise <laughs> with this. Right. Oh, I'm, I'm struggling a little because, again, I just have such a hard time wrapping my head around what these people's life must be and how unhappy they are. But also the fact that they're putting that out
0: into the world. So now people are, you know, I picked this up just by Googling stuff. So this is what people are believing out there. And for those of you that don't know us, Michael and I are friends. Uh, We've been friends for a long time. We are both over the age of 50. I'm a married guy, and Michael is a single guy. But we are only representing a very, very small amount of gay men over 50. I mean, as many unique and special and amazing and different and creative Men that are out there, there's just as many k- kinds and types of relationships out there as well. It's not just being single or married. It's not well, just and how, being—
1: how unbelievably arrogant that you say once huh? your beauty starts— Not you. <laughs> the writer, sorry. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Are, I'll clarify Are you that. telling me my beauty's fading as we're <laughs> speaking? <laughs> how unbelievably arrogant to— Yes. —push your idea— of aging and relationship onto the, the masses and say that our relationships are based solely on sex. Right. Because you could say that about heterosexuals too. Of course, it's based on that initially because that physical appearance is what sure. attracts you to somebody. But, you know, if you're going to sustain something, it has to move beyond that at some point.
0: Oh, t- totally. I mean, that is, yes, those first few months are amazing because all those sparks are flying. Oh, yeah. But. But after that, if there isn't anything of substance, you can't really have a a real relationship. But the fact that this one guy is telling me that, yeah, I've been married for 35 years, but it's not a happy and it's not a real relationship. Because, as you mentioned already, my beauty faded a long time ago. But, you know, thank God my husband's eyesight has been going away as well. So he still sees
1: me as that you know, hot 28 year old, but I think think with, I think with couples who have been together that long, they do see each other as that person who they fell in love with, that everybody wears those glasses. You see, you see what you saw that moment you first realized that you were in love. That's, that's how it was for me. Anytime I was in a relationship that you, you don't see the little changes or something. You just know who that person is and that's why you love them. Oh, no, you see those changes, believe me. (laughs) There are times when Uh, I am looking
0: across the room going like, who the fuck are you? (laughs) And I know he's looking at me going like, what the hell happened to you? You know, but it's also part of, you know, this relationship that we built. It wasn't based, you know, only on our looks or only on our beauty or whatever that guy was saying. You
1: know, there's so much more that happened goes into relationships right so okay you have those moments right oh yeah. obviously you know you know it, it, it hits us all the time when we walk by a, a window or a mirror and go who the <laughs> fuck is that but then there has right. to be that moment that follows that you see or or subsequent moments where you look at him and go i i know exactly why i fell in love with you
0: yeah but it's not uh i don't look at him and see a physical reason why
1: I right. have fallen. You know, he, he and does And that one proves of those, that this yeah, man's, oh, exactly, you know, thesis is just totally full of shit. But the thesis
0: is so wrong on so many different levels. The fact that, yes, uh, not every relationship is, is built on just the physical appearance, but also the fact that there are only two different types of relationships. Yeah, I'm in a, a committed married relationship. Great. That's just one you know, of multitudes of relationships that are out there, not only in the gay community, but also in the straight community and the lesbian community and the trans community, like everybody builds the relationship that they
1: want, that they need. Um, And that works for the two parties who are involved. And that's how it should be. Right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not one of those people who will ever be in an open relationship. I just won't. I'll stay single if that's the case. Um, And I'm good with that, because there are certain things I just realized through the course of my life, I'm not willing to give up in the dynamic of an open relationship. And that's just me. And um, so so I have a question for you. Sure. Have you and your husband ever had that conversation? Or has it ever... Because let's face it, we live in Palm Springs, a lot of open relationships here. And if that yep. works for them, more power to them. Right. Um, so especially since being out here now for over two years and seeing that, have you guys ever discussed that or just the dynamic of that? Or <laughs> obviously it's not something that would work for you, but I'm just curious if you've had those conversations. No, if we, if he was to bring
0: that up, y- you would see him in the driveway with me backing over him because that's <laughs> never going to happen. Um, like I, I too, I don't understand that for me, uh, the, like a thruple, I could never be in a thruple. Yeah. Um, I could never, I, I heard someone on the radio talking about their quadruple, like, no, it's hard enough to be in a couple and to have to deal with two different personalities and two different likes. And, and I also don't want, I don't want to be the one on the outside, you know, cause I would, I would think, and again, I've never been in a, you know, an open relationship or in a thruple or in anything like that. So I, I would just think that maybe one would like the, someone better than the other, or I don't know. I, I wouldn't compare. Well, be compared. having
1: done a lot of research on my own with couples. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> It's an interest, it is an interesting dynamic, because yeah. when you do partake in a threesome, um, you're always attracted to one more than the other. Yeah, that's what I think. And there have been multiple times, which is why I really don't... I went through this phase in my like mid-30s through my 40s, where that seemed to be presenting itself all the time. And so I took full advantage. But there was always the situation where I was more attracted to one than the other. And... The other partner realized that yeah and sometimes they would just get up and walk out of the room and then of course the mood changes and i'm like is he okay do we need to stop do you need to go take care of him he goes no he's fine this just happens you know and i uh, and i just was like oh okay but it creates a really uncomfortable situation for me right um which is eventually why i was like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna just I, I played enough and experienced them enough where I don't need to anymore because it never fails that that dynamic doesn't happen right um and then again during that time I did my research you know um I was I did my due diligence uh, and would always ask the because sometimes a, a relationship outside of the bedroom developed with the one who I was more attracted to right. and um I can't help myself but i ask questions and one of them was like well so because it's always been hard for me to wrap my head around do you guys trust each other completely and the response was always a very quick yes but then i had my follow-ups um because i brought up the fact that you know their partner left the room and i was like that has to that has to weigh somehow on your coupleness totally um, and I was like, so you're telling me if he comes home an hour late for dinner and didn't contact you or something, you wouldn't be experiencing jealousy or, you know, what's going on? Is he out fucking somebody? What's happening? He goes, yeah, that happens. And I was like, well, then is the yeah. trust complete? Um, because a lot of them had the don't ask, don't tell unless they were together relationship. Right so um and one couple in particular who when i because i really liked the guy as a person um, and we got very close um i hate to say that i you know when i pushed these issues it sort of made him think and they wound up breaking up like six months later after more than a decade together but now i now he's in a couple where that dynamic doesn't exist and that's what works for him because there's always that thing of one wants the open relationship more than the other and the other one seems to acquiesce.
0: I had a a friend in college who um, we were probably around 30. He had gotten married and he so wanted to bring in another girl. He married a female and he wanted to bring in this female and she was like, no, 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 no. And finally, I guess she gave in. And then all of a sudden there was this third, this, another female in the group. And, like, within a year, the two women moved out together. (laughs) The poor guy was like, what did I do? Um, But, obviously, she was not happy wherever she was. But, you know... We're, we're saying this about open open uh relationships they work for a lot of people as we absolutely seen, you know and I'm only so, speaking
1: from my experience yeah, and yeah I've yeah. had I've had a number of them right um so you know I
0: but if it works for you then great you know and if you're both uh, communicate and honest and you know are upfront about everything then you know whatever works for you you know the same thing with um another type of relationship whether it be straight or gay is just, that like friend with benefits, you know, that it's definitely a relationship. You just don't want to be the committed. You don't want to be living together, but you want, you know, to have those benefits. And as long as you both agree on it and you both are fine with whatever, then more power to you, you know,
1: do whatever you want. Uh, and I think that is the key, the communication and keeping the channels open. Then the don't ask, don't tell doesn't really seem to work for the people who at least I weren't, was involved with. Because um, again, insecurities, we're human. Insecurities right. happen. Jealousies happen. And I think if you sit on that stuff, resentment starts to build. Sure. And some of these couples actually wouldn't have sex with each other. They would have sex outside of the relationship or if a third came in. Um, well, you know... And again, you know, you know what? More more power yeah. to you, but... um, it just goes to show you that this person who you mentioned or didn't mention at the beginning of this right. conversation is clueless as to what actually any relationship, the dynamic of any relationship, because this is in the straight world too, let's be real. Oh, totally. Um, what, what, what that is.
0: The fact that he's saying like, you know, gay men over 50 can't be in a real relationship. Well, that's bullshit. I mean, I'm sure you know these guys too. There are relationship people you know, that go from one relationship to the next. You know, once one is over, they just move on again. I have a friend who lost a husband after a, really 40 years or something who was so used to being in that couple that just moved, you know, on into another couple. And, and again, he's very happy. This is yeah. working for him. Um, it just, again, it's just so narrow-minded to think that there's just one or two ways to be
1: in any sort of relationship. Um, And again, just to to, to have the gall to tie our relationship to purely a sexual motivated...
0: Well, how many straight men of power out there have left the first wife to go to the hot second wife who then leave the hot second wife to go to that third wife who's, you know, barely the same age as his children are because he always, it's, it's not just in the gay world.
1: One right off the top of my head is the orange Boyle who sits on the ass of humanity, (laughs) um, who, you know, he didn't even have the cojones to leave his wife and then fuck around. He was fucking around before he left sure. and then married the mistress, so. Yeah. yeah, so,
0: and and the fact is that once he sees that fading beauty, he's out of there and he's on to the next one. So, again, saying that it, that's what the gay world is like, no, I, I'm yeah, not this buying could, it. Yeah, do
1: you know what, I, I, my question to this person, I wish you would give me his name. Uh, no. My question to this person is, who hurt you? <laughs> and I'm really serious because that's, that's devastating to hear on many levels it angers me first of all because it's like you're an idiot um I mean yeah, that's a little judgy sorry but um, it also it it bothers me because this man is obviously shutting himself off from any future experience of love and i, I that makes me sad because you know what being here in palm springs um And being single, um, you know, I circulate. Um, And I see a lot. I see a lot of that. I see a lot of, uh, I'm I'm not even sure they know that they're bitter, but you could just see that they've been hurt and they don't want to let down that wall. Um, And that makes me sad for anyone, straight, gay, you know, anyone. Sure. Who's who's walled themselves up like that.
0: So dating is actually a form of a relationship, whether it be once, twice, three times or more, right? It's an exhausting one, let me tell you. Well, it's one that you're choosing, though. Absolutely. Correct? Yeah. So, I mean, I've chosen to be in this committed relationship for, you know, it's a lot of work that we, and I mentioned that a lot, but it is just as I, you know, I would imagine being single and dating is
1: also a lot of work. that you It is. And it's, you know, it's obviously a different kind of work because if you are dating, there's always that first date where you sort of give your bio and, you know, your experience and it, it becomes... Uh, almost robotic after a certain amount of dates that it's just like, oh, we have to do this again. Um, but sometimes, believe it or not, that doesn't happen on the first date and you just talk about everything else. And those are the ones for me that like really work because then you sort of, you get to know each other as it progresses and and that's, that's kind of my favorite kind of date is where, you know, you don't need to hear that. My mother stabbed me, or you know, I had this horribly dysfunctional <laughs> childhood right off the bat. Right, um, you know, it's just it's just nice conversation, and that's that's an awesome thing.
0: Okay, cool. So, let me ask you a question: um, Do you not want to be in a relationship?
1: Um, like uh, a yep, yeah, nope. Uh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, no. I just, I'm just wondering, like, you know, if. Do you like being the single guy dating because that like I said that's a that's a form of a relationship and that if that's something you choose to do or are you actually out there looking for more of a commitment of some sort
1: Yeah I know we've touched on this in previous shows so um you know some folks out there might know this about me as um already but I do really 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 want a relationship Uh-huh um but I don't need one And therein lies the difference me because i'm not going to make the square peg fit into the round hole anymore um i did that for many decades early on um, yeah so i think it's more challenging now because um it's funny i just read something about this on one of the the gay facebook's pages here um that it's not that we don't want a relationship it's that i think the bar gets raised a little and um we know what it is we want now. Right. And there's less tolerance for certain things.
0: Well, I was talking to another friend of mine who is single, um, although straight, and he was saying that it's also difficult once you're of a certain age, and he also is our a contemporary of ours saying that, you know, I'm really set in my ways, and I don't really want to bring someone into my world to disrupt that. Like, I like to do things my way. I like to keep my home my way. And uh, so after I spoke with him, I called another friend of mine, a female who lives in New York, also single. She's divorced, uh, but she's been divorced for over 10 years now. And she was saying the exact same thing, that um, she would like to be in a relationship, but doesn't want it to change her life at all so i was like oh okay because relationships are a lot about you know give and take right so do you feel that way are you okay with someone coming in and disrupting your world
1: yeah i'm more than i'm more than okay with that actually um yeah for me it wouldn't be i mean obviously it would be challenging initially but um i think the benefits far outweigh Anything that would be negative, especially if it's, again, if it's the right person. I am not that person who needs a relationship anymore. I, I want one, but I don't need one.
0: And uh, because you're out there whoring, I mean, because you're out there dating a wow. lot. Uh, I'm just wow. Wow.
1: In case anybody missed that, he did say whoring. So
0: uh, since you're out there dating a lot. Do you uh find that there are a number of men over 50 who are have left relationships, who have like have, you know, been with someone for a really long time that have divorced or uh, you know lost them through death or just uh, you know split up uh, so that they're back in the dating pool is that pre- prevalent out there as well?
1: Definitely. Yeah. Um because, again, of our age, you know, people get divorced, sure. people, people's partners pass. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely a big part of it. And, you know, when you got people who have most of their shit to the curb, it, I think the perspective is different when you enter into a new relationship. You know, it's not that doughy-eyed twenty, something thing that we all used to do. Um, how old were you when you got involved with Scott? I was in my 20s. Sorry for mentioning uh, your name,
0: Scott. Um, no, so you can talk about him. I talk about him all the time. Okay. Uh, Scott, Scott,
1: Scott. But we always say your husband, so Scott. My, my, husband, my husband, Scott. Husband. Um, yeah, so I was you, in my 20s. So, how 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 vast was your dating experience prior to meeting him?
0: Um, it wasn't huge. I was not that guy to begin with. Um, and also what I was doing in life, I I couldn't be out open, you know, dating a lot. I didn't want to either. Um and believe me, Scott will tell you the same stories. If you wanted a piece of this, you had to really work for it. Like <laughs> I did not give this up, which is why I had this amazing career because the less you give it, the more people want it, you know? Um but I even even though when I met him, I kind of knew that there there was something special between the two of us. Oh, but he had to work for weeks and months until he got a little piece of action here so months
1: um, wow okay yeah good for you scott good for you for being (laughs) there.
0: oh honey i was so
1: worth it although you want to hear you want to hear another i mean along that line is i dated somebody like that and Uh we didn't have sex for 10 months back in the 80s
0: yeah i would not have a problem with that as long as you were you know taking me out and
1: flying me places sure i I'll I smell you. All right, go. Along I just asked with that. for to hold my hand, and you know, cuddle. Yeah. That's that's what I. That's that's what it, that made everything okay. Although I was you know horny as fuck by the ten month, and it was so funny. Everybody, circle of friends, was like, "It's going to be the pop herd round the world." <laughs> so. But you know, also,
0: men our age will under totally understand this. Back in the eighties, no one was really well. I don't know, but. They it were. It wasn't safe to be jumping right. from guy to guy, bed right. to bed. You but know? they still were.
1: There were people who wouldn't even want to have that conversation. I, I remember yeah. somebody slamming on his brakes in his car once. We were driving into New York. It was a friend. Because I had just started volunteering at the gay men's health crisis. And one of my other friends was asking me how it went. And, you know, I was telling him the experience. And I was telling him that, you know, we you really got to start wearing condoms when you have sex. And... The guy who was driving literally slammed on his brakes and said, if this conversation is going to continue, the two of you are going to get out of the car. And we were both like, what the fuck? That's how unwilling people were to have the conversation initially, because they were terrified. Um, Wow.
0: Yeah. And yet, the only takeaway I get from that story is that you were driving into manhattan which hello
1: jersey boy you were
0: one of the bridge and tunnel people
1: tunnel always always the tunnel oh you guys bridge and tunnel they were all the same no tunnel were just those people Mm -mm. (laughs) tunnel 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 people are different
0: all right let's let's talk a little bit more about these relationships so yeah you know in our gay community of men over 50 just as in anyone younger and anyone straight or whatever you're going to, you know, label yourself as there are so many different types of relationships. And I think, um, you were right in saying that this man was hurt somewhere along the line, thinking that relationships are only built on, you know, physical beauty, which makes me kind of think, well, maybe, you know, that was an issue for him his whole life, which, you know, I'm really sorry to, for that guy, but oh, yeah. I mean now, uh, well, you know, I mean, we, we do hang out a lot together and you see a lot of our couple friends and um, they're all different types of couples and they're all, but they're all seeing like the funny guy and there's the guy that's so caring and there's the, like, it's so much more than someone's looks. It, just feel bad for those people that, you know, are still over 50 and so concentrated on their beauty, not fading. And that's the only way they're going to, you know, sexually attract somebody when God, they could just be theirs themselves. You know,
1: that's all you have to do out there. I think a lot, I think a lot of people already still don't know who that is because, I mean, there is an aspect to the community that's very sexually driven. You know, there's no to it. you got your circuit parties, even a couple of the bars here, you know, they have underwear nights. So that's that it it is. So I think people get caught in that sort of vortex of the sexual aspect of it and and don't necessarily know how to pull out and be anything else. Because I've had this conversation with you about people who, yeah will come up to me and it's immediately about sex right which is the biggest turnoff to me ever um it's like yeah don't you want to know my name right and because i'm not arrogant enough to not know that if it wasn't me sitting there they'd be doing it to somebody else Sure. so i don't feel all that special i don't feel you know it's 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 an it's going for the twinkie kind of thing and i yeah. know in that moment i'm the twinkie right twinkies probably because oh. yeah no not Honey, Twink related i'm the ding dong so i'm bad. the ho-ho <laughs> i'm the ho-ho oh there you okay go. i'll, I'll yes. take that one yeah I'm the ho-ho. great um i prefer chocolate anyway so yeah i you know it's like you said there are so many different aspects to who we are especially Especially at this age. And for somebody and, to pigeonhole it like that is just crazy. Right.
0: And and the thing is that, yeah, beauty fades. Our bodies are never going to be as perfect as they were in our 20s. But the things that are ageless about us are, you know, are... Being a loyal friend, the fact that we're the funny or that, you know, we're inte- our intelligence isn't going to fade. Our, you know, compassion for life, our drive, all of that stuff is totally ageless. And those are the things that are attractive about someone. You know, if you're confident in who you are as a person, that's so freaking attractive, right? Absolutely. Um, I mean, would you rather... Well, I don't know. Um... But if it was between someone who a younger guy who's so incredibly beautiful, or you know, someone your age who is so confident in who they are because they know that they don't have to be anything else. I mean, for me, I I would be attracted to to the confident guy as opposed to just it's just all about my beauty and my body.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of how I and maybe because it's my my perception of me. is that, that I've always been attracted to the looks, because I don't have a type. I have, I, I mean, I I have dated every color of Skittle that there, you know, exists. Um, so I don't have a type, except for the fact of who they are as opposed to what they look like. I, I want somebody who's funny and honest and right. sort of willing to be an fool sometimes and just, you know, have that sort of quality of, like, just try something for the sake of trying it and not being afraid of being judged or not being able to do something right. Fantastic. Um, That's always been my...
0: Yeah, so all you guys out there who are over 50, if you are in a relationship or looking for a relationship, just be you, you know? That's all you have to do. Live the life that you want to live, be in the kind of relationship that you want to be in, but just be you, cause you're awesome and amazing and special and different, and that's what makes you attractive to other people. It's not kind of how you look anymore. So,
1: and and don't be afraid to take the risk. I think is the sure the thing as a single man. I can say without any hesitation, because um, there is there is a tendency to to build up the walls and to be fearful, but take a risk. What do you, I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? And just think of what the best that could possibly happen. And that's in any aspect of your life. You know, take up a new hobby, take up a new sport, just just get out there and do something. Sure.
0: All right, all you guys out there, get out there and do something.
1: And don't read that book even though and we don't, don't know what book it is. Which is, is why I'm not roughness. telling you what
0: the name is. Come all right. On. No. All right. So <laughs> Now, I would like to do one of my absolute favorite parts of our podcast, which is called The Savage Side Eye. And -hmm. that's the moment that Michael and I throw some shade over to somebody or something that is kind of getting in our, what is that word, craw? Stuck
1: in our craw. Yeah. I don't know what those things are. It's a Jersey thing. Actually, I think it's a Southern <laughs> thing, too. Oh, so I'm from South Jersey, so either one works. Oh my God.
0: It's getting worse, folks. All right. So, Michael, do you have anybody you'd like to throw some shade at?
1: Oh, do I. Um, cool. Kurt Cameron. Oh, good Lord. Who is out on a book tour. Um, and he's combating, this is a direct quote, the storm of wokeism that is sucking the nation's children into a vortex. Wow! And this is his the complete antithesis to what the drag queen reading hour is. He thinks he's going to combat that, and the shitheel actually was in Tennessee reading his book and got the director of the library in sumner county tennessee fired because he didn't think he was welcoming enough wow yeah wow the act, talk about bitter right i mean kurt are you kind of upset that you're not getting acting gigs anymore what where did that come from that you actually would because someone wasn't welcoming enough it's not that the guy said anything derogatory and right. I'm, again i'm quoting miss cameron <laughs> um he wasn't welcoming enough what okay. the fuck does that mean so yeah Kurtz, you know you you get more than one side eye today you're getting side eye you're getting <laughs> waving finger because you're, you're a douche to get somebody fired because they weren't welcoming enough to you on your Christian book tour. Maybe the guy was Jewish. I don't know. Maybe he was an atheist. I don't know. What was he supposed to do? Get down in front of you and say a Hail Mary to make you feel welcomed? Just questions I'm asking. That's all. Okay. Well, thank you very much for that. Hey, okay. I'm glad I got to vent, too.
0: Very good. All right. Well, if anyone out there wants to vent as well, uh, you can send us your side eyes, and we'd be more than happy to talk about those uh definitely email us you can do that at no two gays about it and that's the number two no two gays about it at gmail.com please follow us on Instagram at no two gays about it and also Facebook type in no two gays about it remember that's the number two gays about it you will find us there and, don't and forget Michael TikTok. is talk I'm about to say that Michael <laughs> is so you'd think he was I don't know how old are the average people on tiktok 12 michael loves That's, being on tiktok i know i I'm have wrong. to tell
1: you there are there yeah you got to get on tiktok i'm telling you there are there are people who are in their 70s and 80s on tiktok fantastic um, yeah it's it's everybody it gives you know it's a it's a i'm a little shocked because i have resisted it up until a week and a half ago um well how can they find us on tiktok find us on tiktok at no the number two gays about it no two gays about it see how um, easy that is guys yeah. just
0: anywhere you want to go. And we would love you to join us on Patreon, be one of our patrons. And if you join us there uh, for a slight little fee, you get all kinds of extra things, including we'll do your a shout out to you, we'll, we'll talk about your side eyes, but more importantly, not only do you get to listen to us, but you get to see us
1: doing our podcast. <laughs> Could you guys hear that eye roll? Because um, if you're not watching, uh, you know, you wouldn't see it, but did you hear the eye roll that I gave when you said that?
0: So find us on Patreon and you can watch our beauty fade as we speak. Speaking, it's fantastic. Seriously,
1: The petals are falling during mm, this the
0: podcast. The petals fell a long time ago. All right. So everybody out there, get out there and do what, become a part of whatever relationship you want to be in life prove this man wrong that there are so many different types of relationships and that they're real and they're happy and within our age group men are out there thriving in relationships so keep it going everybody
1: absolutely take that risk
0: take the risk do something crazy oh yeah You can see me doing something really crazy. Michael and I were at the Red Dress Dress Red party and uh, Michael was taking some videos and I was going crazy. Michael's like, what the hell are you doing? I was like dancing. And he
1: didn't even have a cocktail yet at that point. No, I didn't. I was just like, what the hell is going on here? (laughs) He was running around in circles and woohooing his ass
0: off. Check. You can see all of that on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok just got to find us. No two gays about it. All right, Michael, it's been fun today talking about relationships. I've got to get in there and make sure that my husband is happy in his. So uh, until next time,
1: Michael. Until next time, Tom. Thank you, everybody, for listening.